Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 208. Welcome. Welcome to our live audience here on Facebook. Proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, iTunes, or wherever you are tuning in. So happy to be rolling on show, show number 208. We are going to meet Todd Galusio here from my paisan from Long Island today. He's an athletic director. He is the new president of the Athletic uh, uh, Directors Association, Athletic Administrators Association uh, of New York State. And that's a big deal in itself, but especially when he's from Tiny Shelter Island. I'll give you a little history there. So we'll meet Todd in a moment. Uh, show number 208, if you're watching live, jump in. We'd love to have you be part of the show. And if you're listening or watching afterwards, certainly leave a question or comment for Todd or I, and we will uh, kind of build on that. So, all right. I do want to thank today's sponsor, the Coaching and Leadership Journal. I left my copy. I don't have it here live where I should, but the Coaching and Leadership Journal is part of the leadership publishing team. You can use discount code Murata20. But if you're an AD, if you're a coach and you're watching, the Coaching and Leadership Journal is something I receive monthly. And there is motivational articles. There's highlights of coaches. There's highlights of different leaders and uh, always great stories. And uh, it's something you could use uh, one of your subscriptions. And it's a great deal. So uh, Dan Spanauer out of uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, the Coaching and Leadership Journal. Discount code Marada 20 will get you a 20% discount. I highly recommend it to our ADs that will be watching and our, our coaches that are tuning in. It's a great resource for me. You're looking for that little bit of motivation for your team or your, uh, you know, when you're going to speak, certainly check that out, the coaching and leadership. All right, the power of athletics, the power of participation, the benefits of being on a team. We're going to talk a lot about leadership today and specifically about sports, but I am a big believer of being involved in sports, right? Um, it's so important here. I'm at the middle school now, but whether it's middle school school, high school, college, right, shaped my life, helped me become the leader I am. And so many references, so many points uh, to refer to from that. But I view the athletic director as so important in the school district as someone who cultivates that, right? They're the voice of, of the program. They're the advocates for the coach, the kids, um, and just can have such a great impact on schools. Uh, and I really believe in that. Uh, if you're if you're a kid watching, coaches watching, right? I, I don't think you have to be the best on the team. I believe that you can be the best for the team. I want to be the best principal for my kids, for my staff, for my community, right? And that's how I served when I was a player, right? If I got in the game a few minutes, scored a couple points, great, you know. Uh, but I wasn't the best on the team. I wasn't the most talented, but I wanted to be a valuable member of that team, and uh, that's the same mindset I have today. So, um, so important, the power of athletics, but let's not have me talk about that. Let's welcome uh, Todd into the program and uh, would like to welcome to Education Leadership Beyond. Todd, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me. I know I've usually seen you in the summer in your shorts running around there, but here you are, uh, suit and tie, you're looking good. Uh, Todd, introduce yourself to our, our audience uh, who's from around the country and tell them where Tiny Shelter Island is. Sure. Uh, Todd Galuccio, uh, Director of Athletics, Physical Education, Health, Wellness, and Personnel. 
uh, out here at the Shelter Island Union Free School District in Shelter Island, New York. If you were to take a picture of Long Island and look at those two tails at the end on the well the way on the east end, there's a little island in between them, accessible by ferry, and that's where I am. Yeah. Sheltered by the northern and southern tip. Uh, and Todd has been there a lifetime. And um, we're going to get into being the president of the association. Um, but how are things for you, right? We're coming out of the pandemic. How are things at Shelter Island for you, Todd? Uh, things are great. Uh, we've really had a uh, focus on, uh, on learning, on targeted learning uh, here over the last year. A lot of great professional development was able to be done over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, we were only remote while everyone had to be remote. The moment we didn't have to be remote anymore, we got every kid into school. Uh, we're a small place, but we took all the precautions, changing filter, air filtration systems, uh, arrows all over floors and uh, masks and plexiglass and everything else that you needed to uh, run a school safely, air purifiers in every office and classroom. Uh, we did all those things. Uh, so I was very proud that, you know, we were one of the few places open to every child every day. And I, I believe we're seeing the fruits of it, uh, honestly. Uh, all of that work that was put in by our custodial staff and, and everyone else that, that really structured that framework, uh, a really job well done and a job well done by the kids, uh, following all the rules every day and parents with temperature checks and wearing masks and all the things they had to do to be together, which is the most important part is being together and learning from one another. And, uh, you know, we just recently made uh, one of U.S. News and World Reports lists, and I attribute those things to to us being together and being able to learn every day. Yeah, awesome stuff there. And Todd, it's such a unique place, right? You're on an island, literally, and like, you know, kids uh, taking the ferry, sports taking yeah. the ferry. You know, tell me about your role as AD there, and and all that goes into that job, uh, especially on such a unique place like sure. Shelter. Well, I, you know, it's it's unique in such a sense that I'm not just an athletic director. I mean, that's kind of, you know, one of my main focuses. Uh, but I'm also in yeah. charge of personnel, transportation, the cafeteria, <laughs> many, many other facets of the district. Uh, but, you know, it's a unique experience here uh, because the sports we do have, uh, we, and we don't have everything. Obviously, our population is small. We're uh, a couple hundred kids here in pre-K 3 through 12, one building, uh, one gymnasium and a little bit of fields. Uh, but what we do have, uh, we certainly put forth our best effort in, and we've had some success uh, in, the, in the sports that we do carry. And for the child here, it's unique because you can participate in anything you want to do, whether it's the sport, whether it's the play, or, or any other facet of our district. You're not gonna get cut unless you decide, I don't wanna show up, I don't wanna be a part of this. Uh, and you don't want to be part of what's going on. So every child has an opportunity where they wouldn't have that opportunity in other places. And they get experience yeah. to travel. So we take a far away trip, you know, an hour and a half away or so. Uh, because of daylight, the kids have to leave school early. They get on the bus outside of the school. They take the bus across the boat, go to wherever they're going to go, come back late at night, usually a stop for dinner somewhere, uh, get back on the boat, come back home, and they get back here and they grind it again the next day, which is, I'm very proud of the way they handle themselves in that because it takes a lot of time to do what we do. Uh, yeah. Over the last few years, uh, I advocated in our county, we did not allow a child to play two sports in the same season at the high school level. You had to choose one and that, that was it. Uh, but through uh, help mm -hmm. with others, and, and thank I thank them for supporting us 
in this measure, we now have dual participation uh, for the smaller schools. We're allowed to have it. So if a child, uh, for instance, uh, wants to play basketball and run winter track, which usually happens on the weekends, uh, they can do that. And it helps us as a small place fill both rosters and uh, and let the kids compete. So it's not uncommon this spring. I will tell you an example of at least one child who got to school at 730 in the morning, participated in select choir or jazz band, went to school from 8 to 230, from 230 to 3 went to extra help. From 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock was at their first practice. From 5 to 7 was at their second practice. And then was in the play practice from 7 to 9.30 at night. And would kill that five days a week and still make the high honor roll. Uh, you know, that, that's that's the kind of kids we have here at Shelter Round. They learn those time management skills very quickly because they have so many opportunities to try different things and be involved and kind of figure out uh, what they like and what they don't like at an early age. Uh, which I think is very unique, obviously, to hear. Not everybody can say that they're able to do all those different things uh, yeah. and do well at it. And speaking of time management, Todd, you wearing all those hats, you being on the phone and texting other coach, other, you know, you and that skill. Tell me about you managing your time and your day and juggling all those things. How do you, how do you keep track of it all and how do you make priority of what you got to do? Well, uh, I, I treat it almost like uh, like triage, <laughs> like surgery. What's the most important thing that has to happen now? Uh, and you have to be organized in those thoughts. Uh, and certainly there are going to be, as you know, as a principal, there are going to be interruptions. There's going to be a, a kid at the door who needs your help, and you got to go to them right away uh, and all those different things. You just do the best you can to connect with people. And listen, I don't do this alone. I have teams of people uh, who – through our connection, are, are able to help. And, and really, that makes a difference. Our coaches are fantastic. Uh, I can't say enough about them and the way they conduct themselves and the way they act. And it, it, makes, it, it makes it more enjoyable of an experience uh, for everybody, uh, for myself, for the kids. You know, our coaches are really top-notch here. They really take pride in their work, uh, which, which helps a great difference. But our teams here are fantastic. My administrative uh, team uh, that we have here, my superintendent is a a, a huge supporter of everything we do. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just makes it easier to make all those tough decisions and keep all those different balls up in the air and, and do all the right things. But it's really a team effort. It's, it's not just me. It's a beautiful place. If you've never been out there, if you're a New Yorker, certainly go see Todd out, uh, you know, in the summer out there. It's such a great spot. Um, and you got the, you know, the, the Long Island Baseball League in the summer, right? It's yes. kind of modeled after Cape Cod. You got yes. the little teams, and you have the Shelter Island. Um, the Bucks. What they call it? The Bucks. The Bucks. <laughs> the orange yes. and black. I love it. Yeah, the I Bucks are back. There. Uh, yeah. I'll be uh, doing the uh, PA announcement for three games this year. Uh, so I'll get a few games over there across the street on the, uh, on the microphone. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great time, and, you know, they're so, they're so kind – uh, to us, I mean, they're doing a free clinic for the kids in another week or so uh, for our K through eight kids with the with the nice, college nice. kids and coaches they have there. So it's a great relationship we have with them. Really a unique experience. So, uh, Todd, congratulations, right? You are now the president of the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Tell me about that journey. Tell me about that role. And, and how does that feel for you as an accomplishment? Uh, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I'm very proud uh, to and honored, really, uh, to be in that place because the people that have been there previous to me are people I look up to. Uh, 
you know, I had an opportunity to get involved with the association uh, as time moved along a little bit. I spent uh, maybe a year or so as their membership chair. Uh, and then the opening came and I said, well, you know what? I want to go for it because I want to give more of myself uh, because if I can uh, give more of myself in these positions, uh, maybe I can make the world of athletics a little better for somebody. And if that happens, then, then I feel like I've accomplished something major. Uh, so I took the shot at it. I interviewed uh, for the position to get the four-year term, which turned into five uh, with COVID. Uh, and I ended up getting it. And I was, I've been really thankful ever since. It's been such a, you know, I, I feel like it's done more for me than I've done for it. So I keep on trying to repay it back every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's really, it's really opened up a lot of avenues for me as a person and as a professional. And, uh, you know, the team we have around us, our executive board is top notch. I mean, uh, the way we've been able to work together, specifically through the pandemic and figuring out how to come back together again. Uh, our executive director, Alan Melanda, and our associate executive director, Jim Wright, uh, I can't say enough about them and uh, the way they've kind of uh, been open to my thoughts and ideas about doing things in a different way sometimes. It's just really collaborative, and I, I can't say enough about those folks. And I hope, you know, really my major focus is on uh, connecting with our membership and even those who aren't members in New York State, uh, just seeing how we can help them. How, we, how can we help you uh, do the best you can to get better in your job today? Because uh, the job is ever-evolving, and if we can help even in the slightest way, I want to be there for not even just our membership, but for every athletic director in New York. Yeah. And, you know, I know we spoke a little bit off air, right? To be an athletic director in New York State, you need the administrative certification. Yeah. But I know you wanted to tweak that a little bit, maybe have some different requirements. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, Todd, and, and why that's important to you and your group? Sure. Uh, and certainly it's it's not just me. This came up before me. Uh, you know, I credit really our, our upper leadership with uh, pushing this forward. Uh, you know, when you take your administrative courses in New York, uh, you maybe talk about athletics one time, and it's usually a law case <laughs> that you're referring to when you take your law class. And when you do the budgeting class, there's a little bit that, you know, you would relate to athletics in that. Uh, but the courses aren't geared towards the athletic director uh, who has oversight of all uh, coaches, sometimes who are out of district employees and not teachers. Etc. And coachings have to take all kinds of specific courses for their coaching. Uh, in my mind, in the mind of others, uh, those folks who are in charge of them should also have to have specific coursework uh, related to that. So our national association has, uh, you know, credentialing. Uh, I am a certified master athletic administrator through their uh, coursework. Also internationally, I was the first one in New York to do that one. Uh, but uh, you know. It's geared specifically towards that when you're talking about uh, sports law, when you're talking about emergency management of athletic events. Uh, you know, we have so many folks. You know, there aren't thousands of people coming to watch a math class <laughs> during the day. Although I've always said they should because there's always great things going on in there with science labs and math. I wish people could watch. Uh, but really, the, the most public thing that happens in a district, more than likely, is the athletic uh, events. And if not run properly, if not run safely and up to the standard it should be, uh, you know, sometimes bad things happen. And so by giving someone the knowledge, the knowledge is the power. 
to be able to put safeguards in place for our athletes, uh, our, our fans, our parents, our coaches. Uh, that's of the uh, paramount importance. Uh, so I know it's with the committee and state ed. On, you know, I'm not on the committee, uh, but there are representatives from our organization who are, uh, and I know they're in talks. So I'm hopeful that those talks go well, that they consider uh, the national coursework as the standard, which it is nationwide, and I believe should be as well in New York. Yeah. Um, and not, you know, we're not talking about, you know, people talk about unfunded mandates and everything else. We're not talking about millions of dollars here. Uh, you know, to get your initial license would be less than a thousand dollars. It, it's really we're not talking about a lot of money to give someone the education that would best serve kids. Uh, yeah. So that's really that's really the push on behalf of the organization and myself. I firmly believe in uh, in what we are doing. You know, there are some districts uh, who, you know, the athletic director has no training other than I was a coach once, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which which is not the best thing for students. And that's really at the end of the day. That's what we're all here for in education. What is the best and safest thing for students? And so that's that's our hope. Our hope is that somehow that starts to formulate and come together. Well, I I support that. I agree with you there. Let's talk a little bit about you know the job of the AD evaluating coaches. Like, do you think there should be an athletic evaluation of coaches? Do you think that something should happen on the high school? I level? do. Uh, and for my Point of view, I am not interested as much in wins and losses. I am interested in mm-hmm. were the kids engaged? Did they get better at the end than they were at the beginning? How was their experience? Because at the end of the day, we're here to give them an experience uh, and hopefully an unforgettable one. Uh, you know, they only have a certain percentage of of life uh, to be involved in high school sports. We only have so much time to have an impact on those kids. Uh, and if the experience isn't having the impact it should, then that needs to be evaluated and discussed and reworked. Uh, so from that standpoint, th- that's why I believe there should be evaluation and, uh, and conversation. Because it's all about getting better, whether it's myself, and, and that's a constant, uh, but it should be the same with coaches and the same with kids. Uh, the expectation is the same no matter which role you play in the program, is to have that best experience possible. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's so refreshing to hear you say that because we have so many people focus on wins and losses and that versus what did the coach do to build up the girls or how did they grow, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you look for, right? You have a, you know, a unique hiring thing in, in Shelter Island, getting the person to come there, their commute. Yeah. But what do you specifically look for in your coaches when you're looking to hire somebody? Yeah, well, I mean, in our place, it's a little harder to get a huge pool of candidates uh, because of location, obviously. Uh, but, and, and I go with this almost in any search, not just coaches. Uh, you look for someone who can engage with kids. Yeah. Uh, because you can have all the intelligence and all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't communicate that or get that across with some sort of clarity, it's never going to translate. So if you can connect with kids, if you can somehow get on the same wave with them. I can get you professional development in almost anything else. But that one piece is a really hard hurdle to overcome if you don't have it. Uh, so looking for the engagement is number one for me. I'm very fortunate. Uh, you know, we tend to build up our coaches here more than not. Uh, someone will start out and they'll work their way up the line a little bit. And uh, some of the coaches I've, I've had here, I've had 
since I've been here or were here before I got here. Uh, so we've had great continuity, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, not every place can say that. Um, so, you know, what, what we don't build, we kind of have in place already. But and a, and a credit to them. If I ask for something, if we're trying to grow in a different direction, they go with it. Uh, and uh, they're always willing to learn, which I'm very grateful for. I like that. I like the warmth in your answers and certainly the, the focus on children. Um, you can tell that you really, you really care. That's it. That's real. And I like to hear that. How about you as a leader, uh, Todd? You had said, again, becoming the president has helped you more. Um, but tell me about your own leadership development, uh, your own style, and, and how do you continue to grow as a leader? I seek opportunities. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not easy to reach out when you're in this little place, uh, you know, to try to connect with things. But you know what? It's all through building relationships. And uh, I've been so blessed along the way to have different relationships with different people in every stop I've ever had. I mean, this isn't the only district I was the AD in. So I've been in other places, but uh, all out on the East End. And I've always put myself out there to try to give a voice to the small schools uh, because not every small school, you know, has a leader who has a voice uh, or puts that voice forward, I should say, uh, all the time. So uh, my thought is to be a voice for them and for others. And uh, you have to listen twice as much as you speak. That's kind of one of my rules. <laughs> you listen twice as much as you speak and try to work with folks. And, uh, you know, when I first became athletic director, my first athletic director job was in Greenport School, which is right across on the North, uh, North Ferry here. I was a physical education teacher there. And the AD before me, who kind of groomed me uh, to head in that direction, said to me uh, when he retired, he said, uh, Rob Constantini, I'll never forget it. I'm so grateful for him uh, in my life. He said to me, you need to get involved. That's one thing I really didn't do, uh, but you need to do that. So do that. And I really took that to heart and I got involved as much as I could at every level. And I've kind of ended up <laughs> almost everywhere in every direction. Uh, I'm on our executive board for our county in section 11. Um, the uh, Section 11 representative to the New York State Public High School Athletic Association, and now the president of the New York State Athletic Administrative Association. So it's kind of blown up on me a little bit, uh, but I enjoy it. I enjoy every facet. I enjoy being able to represent Shelter Island in those ways uh, and our county and our state. Um, and I think it's important that voices from all over the place be heard uh, because if I wasn't there, who would have heard of Shelter Island? Probably not so many. Uh, so I, I feel that that is an important piece for everywhere and every aspect and geography of our state to, to have a, if they feel like I could do it from this little place, I hope that inspires someone else to do it. That's really kind of my point. Yeah. I hope that someone somewhere says, you know what, I can get involved. If this guy can do it, I can do it. Yeah. From tiny shelter Island. And you are, and, and kudos to you, right? Uh, I, I admire the, you know, being in, uh, there specifically Todd, like, are you a, are you a night owl? Are you a morning warrior? What are, what are two or three strategies you do, right? Do you, do you have a notepad that you write everything down? Do you use Siri as a reminder? Like what are, what are some hacks that you do for yourself as a leader? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm 
either listen i'm both a morning person and a night person you know i adapt to get the job done uh you know i was one of my former superintendents he always had the thing adapt and overcome adapt and overcome and that, i just kind of took that on uh, he was in the military so <laughs> i, I kind of took that on adapt and overcome whatever the situation is so yes i have several notepads uh you know next to my laptop right now where i will write stuff down uh, and go on and on and on uh, I use the Google Calendar uh, quite a bit. Uh, Google's been very friendly. Uh, we use mm -hmm. that here in school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but my main thing is the really it's connections with people. So where I can call you, I'm going to call you. Where I can mm -hmm. see you face to face, I'm going to see you face to face. Uh, and just try to make that connection with people and make things personable. Uh, because oftentimes we get stuck in just uh, sending out a quick email. And there are times when you have to do that. And and that's understandable. It's okay. But where you can connect, you try to connect. Um, and I've just tried to level myself up in every way I can. Uh, I've advanced myself in kind of leadership academies. I, I threw myself into those. Uh, when COVID hit, I said, what am I going to do for the kids? Uh, so I got the kids involved in a, uh, a prog great program. It's called Desire to Lead. Uh, and it's student athletes from all over the country. And mm. fact, we got global. We had Canada and I think South Korea and Africa at one point, uh, some schools were in there uh, and just found a way for kids to connect with other kids when we weren't here. And that actually blossomed and continued on. It's actually a pretty popular program in our school. Uh, but just looking for new avenues, uh, that's kind of that's kind of my trick. The thing is to, if there's an avenue there and an opportunity to get better. You take it uh, and see where that path leads you. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm a man of faith, so I, I kind of believe there's a plan for me, and uh, I have to just jump in and, and get going with both feet. So, awesome stuff there, uh, Todd. Todd, there's so much negativity uh, with crowds, with parents, and sporting events these days. A lot of a lot of pressure on the youth officials, right? We were talking about my book off air sure. about being a referee, right? Like I, I had so much more protection as a referee at the college level. I mean, there's security, there's a game, there's so much stuff. Whereas some of these youth events, there's nobody there and these parents are going off the handle. Yeah. Uh, what is your role there? What do you think of this, That's this attention that's coming to this negativity uh, uh, about that in, in youth sports today? Sure. Well, I, I tell you, you know, I hope folks pay attention to this uh, because you are running out of officials. There is no one on this earth that wants to, in this day and age, wants to get screamed at for two hours, threatened and everything else. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no one who wants to do that for a hundred and something dollars. There's just yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, and nor should they. Uh, you know, we want to treat everyone with dignity and respect. I'm very proud of the work we've done here uh, locally in our district. We haven't had an ejection here in seven years or so. Uh, so, you know, we're very, very proud of that. Our staff is trained. So before I spoke about the coursework that you would take as an athletic administrator, part of that coursework is on event management uh, and training your security staff and your chaperones, et cetera, and knowing, you know, who to have and where's the emergency action plan, so on and so forth, and how to address people. Yeah. You know, if you come at someone who's already confrontational in a confrontational way, you're going to escalate the situation, just mm -hmm. like we know from dealing with students. Uh, so, you know, you approach someone and, you know, I give credit to uh, Jay Hammes, who for any athletic administrator out there or school district for that matter, is a wonderful resource for all of these tools and de-escalation uh, and writes some of our national coursework. You know, it's how can I help you? How can I de-escalate the situation? Mm -hmm. uh, and I hope more people take that tact. Uh, 
you need to have staff on. Like I said, these events, they're the most public events in your district. Uh, you know, you, would you send kids on a field trip with no chaperone? No, you would not. <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, you would want people there to help supervise that situation. And uh, if something doesn't change, I do think it's going to start to affect games. And quite honestly, it already has. Uh, with the number of officials, there were times this spring where we couldn't reschedule a game when it rained because there wasn't an official available. Yep. Uh, and that's just a sad thing to say uh, because it's going to affect the number of games that can be played and the experience. Again, it goes back to the experience that the kids get to have. You know, it was kind of a kind of a weird thing. And like I said, our folks have been really, really good here, and they have traditionally over the last uh, as much as long as I've been here. Anyhow, we've really focused on it. Uh, that season, we first came back. The kids had no spectators off of COVID, and some of it was a relief for those kids. You know, when you think about it, it, listen, I didn't love it. I want parents to be able to watch their kids. I hate that everyone had to watch on a, you know, we had the live streaming. You know, I hate that they had to watch on a TV screen. Uh, but there was something to that. Uh, and there's a way to encourage uh, children and to cheer properly and do all those same fun things really you want to do without the negativity uh, and without uh, blaming someone who's just there trying to do the right thing by the kids and themselves. Otherwise, Listen, the officials are there because they love the game. Yeah, They're not there because they make millions of dollars. Uh, and they're helping give the kids that experience. And you need to treat them just – and the coaches, same way. They're not making a million dollars either. They're there to make the experience the best they can for the kids in a way that's best for the team, not always best for the individual. Mm -hmm. uh, and folks need to become more understanding of that if they want the experience to be able to continue uh, as it has uh, in years past. So hopefully there's a turn in that. I know there's a heavy focus on it in New York state, uh, in terms of talking about how to retain officials and keep officials, uh, and just how to do the right thing in general. We've upped our, uh, our ante in terms of our rules in Suffolk County, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, fighting on the field, et cetera. Uh, so I, you know, I hope that things start to turn around and deescalate a little bit. But I certainly recommend for any athletic administrator listening or any school district uh, to get those folks on some of that training. Really great ideas, really great ways to safeguard your kids, your coaches, your officials, and your community, uh, really, to keep things safe at those events. Yeah. And one of the things I'd love to do with your group, right, is to talk about what are some of the best things that I saw at some of the college levels, the way they treated the referee, the way they took care of the ref, they were bringing you to the sure. car and all of those things. Uh, but even some of the best coaches, right, they're not even just coaching the kids anymore. They're holding parent meetings. They're giving out parent expectations that they're not going to tolerate it as yeah. the coach, right? They're they're carrying the banner for more than just yep. the team. That This is, you know, representing uh, Shelter Island or Port Jervis or wherever you are. Some of the best coaches are doing that because they want to have a great experience for the kids, you know. Uh, you have some of those parents on the sideline yelling, you know, shoot it when their when their play is calling for a pass, you yeah. know. And here's the co the coach trying to coach the kid, and the parents telling them something different. So yeah, uh, just a just a tough situation all around. Yeah, yeah definitely, and uh, and uh, you know, confusing for the kids. You know, who do I listen to? When do I listen to them? Uh, you know, all you're doing is putting more in the brain of that kid than has to be there at the time they need to play. Uh, so Perfect. let them play. <laughs> Todd, uh, we're going to get to rapid fire here. I know it's rush hour there in uh, Shelter Island. I'm sure those roads are packed. Uh, 
But before yeah. we do that, was there something that you wanted me to ask you that, that I didn't ask you about? Uh, no, no, I would say no, no, we got into, we got into it pretty good. Yeah. And I, you know, I agree with what you're trying to do with your group and your organization and certainly love the, the focus on kids. I think it's so important that there is an emphasis on athletics. And like you said, not necessarily about wins and losses, but about experiences for kids. Yeah. So kudos to you for that, uh, Todd. Um, these are rapid fire, Todd. This is uh, driving on the LIE. Let right? These are quick. Quick answers, you got quick pass, you know. Uh, so here we go. Um, uh, first thing that comes to your mind, are you read? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Last book you read? I was a guest reader in second grade for PARP. <laughs> so it was <laughs> Three Little Wolves and the Big Bad Pig. The kids loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Last movie you saw? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Interesting stuff. Uh, your favorite dish? Or a Ketty with sausage and broccoli rob. Hey, how you doing? A lot of great restaurants out there, Shelter Island. Um, where's your favorite place to travel? Florida. Where's your spot in Florida? Uh, mainly, uh, I went to college, uh, Florida Southern College in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, my son okay. depends there now. Uh, oh, oh, nice. And uh, that, to me, is like second home uh, every time I get there. Yeah. Jump to JFK there, jump to the Eastern Long Island, you boom, you're down there. Um, how about a journal or a blog you subscribe to? Uh, the AD Insider uh, is is one, uh, like a podcast kind of thing that comes through in the email that, that uh, I, I'm very interested in all the time. It has really great uh, articles related to the field. Yeah. And I'm going to send you a couple copies of the uh, Coaching and Leadership yeah, Journal. Please. I forgot to put that, uh, but that's a great resource uh, there for, for coaches and ADs. How about a stress reliever, Todd? Something that helps you? Cooking. I'm actually the chef in our house. So uh, uh, I always joke the best restaurants in my kitchen. There you go. You're a real uh, paisan. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite dish to cook? If I'm coming to your house, what are you cooking? Uh, I'm cooking what you like. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I listen, I do a little bit of everything, not just Italian, but because uh, I am the cook. <laughs> there, there's really nobody. I, I've, ta I've taught the kids out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would say the orchetti with broccoli robin and, and uh, sausage. That's kind of my favorite thing. I love it. I love it. Uh, what is a, um, a pet peeve of yours? What says something gets under your skin? When someone doesn't have the best interest of children in school you've said that you've said that a few <laughs> times today i appreciate that yeah uh two two recent victories oh let's see uh recent victories well i'll tell you uh you know successful completion of another season we just put in our uh application for our seventh straight new york state public high school athletic association school of distinction uh, which means all of varsity teams uh, met the threshold of scholar athlete team. So I'm very, very proud of that. It's hard to get it once or twice, let alone this will be seven times in a row. So really, really proud of that. Awesome. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel great. Ready to go. <laughs> Favorite beach on uh, uh, Shelter Island? Well, uh, you know what? Crescent Beach, that's where I learned how to swim. Uh, such a beautiful spot. Yeah. We've seen weddings there. We've seen fireworks nights, the whole nine yards. Uh, That's the spot. Uh, it's got everything. Uh, best purchase under 100 bucks that has had a great impact on your life? 
Oh boy, best purchase under a hundred dollars. Um, uh, the tile for my keys, <laughs> the car keys specifically. The school keys, I could show you. These are not hard to lose. There's a lot of doors, <laughs> uh, but the car keys with the fobs nowadays. Every now and then, I, I I need the tile on them to make sure I keep them in my pockets. Good stuff. Shelter Rod's the type of place you can leave it right in the car. Yep. Um, Long Island traffic hack. I wish I knew some of them, <laughs> uh, but there's not none that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Once you get out far enough, you, the traffic dies down. But boy, that can be a rough go. It's got to be challenging for your sports team sometimes too. Sure. Uh, well, you know, you got to make the last boat. That's kind of the deal. Um, yeah. You know, we took a uh, we had a great field trip. Uh, the physical education department, we uh, you know, which I'm the leader of, we we took a, the sixth and seventh grade to a urban air uh, adventure park uh, the other day. It's in Lake Grove, and it has trampoline, basketball, and all kinds of different trampolines, ball pits, zip lines, climbing apparatus, like project adventure type stuff. Uh, it was really fun, but man, was it a trip! Uh, you know, we left school early, took about two hours to get there, uh, do the whole thing. And we had to make sure we got back in time uh, for the boat. So, yeah, timing the ferry is really, really key here. How many times have you seen Billy Joel at the garden? Just once. I also saw him in Mohegan Sun. Uh, he is a favorite of uh, my wife and I. Uh, so anytime we get the opportunity, uh, we try to take it. A favorite son of uh, Long Island there. Give me a myth about Long Island. A myth about Long Island that we all live in Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> when I went to college, they all thought I was right next door to New York City. I said, I'm three hours away, two and a half to three hours away. I am not right down the street. And similarly, uh, my son, uh, you know, he, you know, he, he runs in college and the teammates there all think he lives like right next to New York City. <laughs> He's the furthest point from it. <laughs> it looks like it's right next to it on the map. Yeah. But it's, yeah. <laughs> Um, what's one thing you're curious about? You know what? I'm always looking for something new to cook, uh, but I'm always so curious about things that I'm not good at doing uh, because I like to get better at it. Uh, so I'm always curious watching, uh, you know, I'm not a great builder or uh, woodworking type of person. I just, I've never been that way, but I'm always curious about it. If I see it on TV, like I'm curious, like how they're doing it. And then uh, my wife, Fortunately, tries to convince me most times this is not a good idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever built that little playground next to the Bucks field, your baseball field, that is a beautiful wooden playground there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nicely done. Yeah, my kids love that. Uh, something about Todd Galusio that people do not know about. Uh, let's see. I've been to every Major League Baseball ballpark. Uh, we did wow. that with the family uh, wow. over several years. Uh, yeah. Never got rained out. Never got rained out, which is <laughs> amazing in itself. Uh, I love to cook, and I love to sing and dance. I was actually almost a music education major as well as physical education. I didn't do it, uh, but I was close. Awesome stuff. You're a great guy, Todd. This was fun. How can people get in touch with you, Todd, if uh, uh, they want to? Learn sure. more about your organization. Sure. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we have websites for everything. The New York State AAA has a website, which has my contact information on it, uh, if need be. Our local school, Shelter Island School, also has our own uh, website that we have. I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, if anyone wants to reach out on any platform. And listen, for anyone listening, uh, if I can help you in any way, uh, please reach out. I'm more than happy to do that. 
uh, whether you're involved in athletics or not, if there's something personnel wise that I could help you with, if you're out there looking for jobs and just want some advice, uh, I'm always happy to uh, lend a hand. So. Hopefully that comes with a good meal as well. Yeah. Todd, bring us home. Bring us home with a quote. Uh, you know, you're a real Italian New Yorker here in Long Island. You have a quote that you you live by. You go by. Uh, I'll tell you, it's one I have more recently from a good friend of mine who who runs the kind of a leadership thing I'm involved with, uh, Jeremy Boone. And this one gets me every time he says it. Uh, if your presence doesn't make an impact, your absence will not make a difference. Wow. Say that one more time. If your presence doesn't make an impact your absence will not make a difference. And that's uh, Jeremy Boone from uh, the Winning Leader Academy and Leader Kit, a uh, good, good friend of mine and uh, very grateful for what he's done for me uh, uh, and our kids here in our student-athlete leadership program, Desire to Lead. That's that's his, but uh, I try to live by that every day. Yeah, I love that. That is uh, that is really, really great. Good for you. Uh, Todd, this was great. This is Todd Galusio from Shelter Island, New York, the new president of the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Todd, I wish you nothing but the best. Andrew, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate uh, the time and uh, best of luck uh, wrapping up the school year this year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're surviving and thriving down the stretch. So we got a big kickball tournament tomorrow here in Port Oh, uh, Go get them. <laughs> Todd, Todd Galusio, everyone. Todd, stay on the line a moment. Uh, yep. We're going to sign off here, show number 208. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Leave us a question or comment uh, live here. And, uh, again, uh, Athletic Administration, certainly reach out to Todd and his group. Uh, if I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Keep rolling, everyone. Keep surviving and thriving. Yeah.